Hey, local listeners, this is your host, Rob Kohansky. On this episode, you're going to meet a very energetic young man, Jeff Van Campen. About seven years ago, he started his first online business while he was in college. And what he did is we sold, sold clothes online. And this little hobby became quickly his obsession and became a student of marketing. Today, Jeff is a co-owner and operator of UVK Media. They specialize in direct response marketing and the core of their objective is to generate new lists of names for organizations to call on, thus turning them to clients. I'm excited about this. And if you're looking to generate lists with their email or for new clients, you're going to stay tuned. While he's not working, he's a he's a huge music head and enjoys meeting new people, reading books, and spending quality time with his family. Let's hear from Jeff. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome. Hey, we got uh, Jeff Van Campen all the way from Madison today. Actually, I live in Milwaukee now, my friend. I uh, well, I, gr- I taught you last time when we were in Madison, I, no? No, I grew oh, I grew up in Madison, oh, actually. So I got the story wrong already. We're not even 30 <laughs> seconds in. That's so funny. So, but, I, yeah, I grew up in Madison, but I went to school in Milwaukee, and that's how I got here. Yeah, so we're going to talk today, you know, I, from what I understand, we're going to talk about digital marketing. Is that right? That's correct. All right, so before we get into that, you know, you have a great backstory. So I always like to hear your backstory before we jump into the nuts and bolts of what you do and how you're going to be able to help out the listeners here in a few minutes. So, you know, who are you? Sure. Yeah. I'd be happy to share. Um, so like I was saying, I grew up in Madison area. Uh, I ended up coming to school in Milwaukee um, in the summer of 2012 um, and actually started to go what to school. What school did you go to? I went to UWM. I'm a Milwaukee alumni. Um, went to school to be an industrial engineer, had no clue what I wanted to do outside of high school. Um, I knew that long term I wanted to own my own business, run my own company. But at that time, 18 years old, I had no skills. I had no money. I, you know, I didn't have anything to do with business yet. So I'm like, all right, let me go to school. Um, let me just get a degree and then I'll figure it out from there. So ended up coming to school in Milwaukee, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, ended up getting a degree in industrial engineering. I graduated in 2017. And while I was going to school, um, about 2000, probably I'd say like late 2014, I started a business with one of my classmates who I had met. I actually had met this kid in the physics class. He ended up becoming an industrial engineer too. And we had all these classes together. So then we ended up starting this company while we're going to school. And we started doing like, we so it was a clothing brand. We started like this whole clothing brand. We were outsourcing all like the screen printing and stuff. And then we were just selling clothes online, selling clothes on Instagram. And uh, what ended up happening from that is we realized that one, we hate clothes. We're not designers. We don't want anything to do with clothes. <laughs> That's a tough market to get right, into. Right. It is. It is. And it's funny because there's no barrier to entry. So it's like it, anyone can enter it, but it's so saturated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what we learned is that one, we hate clothes and we don't want to design clothes. But two, we love marketing because we love marketing the clothes. And yeah. that's where we saw that's, success. That's, that's the fun stuff right there. Right. Right. And so that's kind of how we got into all that. And so that's what really got us into the marketing realm. We were just doing a bunch of Instagram, Facebook marketing, that led us down the path of doing like Facebook ads, um, which is basically the agency we run today. We primarily run a digital market agency that specializes in direct response marketing, which is primarily Facebook ads. And direct response marketing is 
more so not there's brand marketing and direct response marketing. When I think brand marketing, I think like Coca-Cola, meaning that like Coca-Cola is just going to put out stuff. They're not actually going to try and get you to submit their name or phone number or email so that that they can call on you. They're just going to put out stuff so that when you're ready to make a decision to buy a soda, you think of a Coca-Cola first. We do direct response marketing where we actually run offers to people and try and solicit them to give us their name, email, and phone number so that the business owners that we help can call on them and start that sales conversation. So, I mean, you guys, I mean, tell me what it was like, you know, at that moment, that realization, you go, hey, I went to school to be an engineer, but I'm going to start up a marketing business. I mean, what was that mindset of, you know, you're going through that transition? <laughs> yeah, it's super funny that you asked that. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting transition, like from like an emotional standpoint. I um, had a lot of people that were like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Like, you're an engineer. Like, why? You're not a marketer, all this kind of stuff, you know. And it's, it's, it's funny because industrial engineering, which is what I ended up getting a degree in, is very process driven, meaning like you're just taking people through a process. In the industrial engineering world, you're really just helping machine operators make their life more efficient, helping operators become more efficient on the line, whatever it is. And it's a process, you know, it's a workflow process. And marketing turns out it's the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's literally a process. It's, okay, first and foremost, front end, are people clicking on the ad? Okay, they're clicking on the ad, we got that checked off. Now what are they, are they submitting their information? They're not submitting their information. What can we do to fix that, you know? So you're just fixing all these different layers that you're taking people through. So it turns out it's pretty similar to industrial engineering. So, you know, after this interview, I'm, I'm, I, I have someone that you're going to want to meet. He's, yeah. He's right here in this in this office, in the studio. No kidding. Dennis Hill, he's been on the show before. So he's got a similar background as you do. Love it. So so you'll be able to meet him. Hopefully he's here after the interview and, you know, I'll make that addiction. introduction. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, I mean, it, that's so, so cool. So direct mark response marketing. So you're taking people through a process. So what type of companies do you work with? I mean, I saw some of our, um, you know, some Iron Fitness, I saw one of them, some of fitness people that you work yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are you really niched in to some, one market or another? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I'm gonna kind of give a little context here. I think that was one of my biggest flaws when I first started is that like, oh shit, I own a marketing agency. I can market for anybody. Anybody. Yeah, anybody yeah, needs marketing, everybody right? Everybody needs a, yeah. right? Oh, I, I, t- I totally get it. Cause like, you know, I, I relate that back to as like, you know, being a realtor is like, I want to sell who, who, who do, who's your perfect uh, client? Anybody who wants to buy and sell a house? Uh, bullshit. Right. You know, let's, you know, figure it out. You know, 100%. I'm, I'm former military, so I work with, uh, you know, veterans, first responders. So, you know, where, where are you at? Yeah. Um, so I started off, like I said, I started off doing a little bit of everything, um, but kind of got niched down relatively quick in like the fitness and wellness space. Um, so I got a couple, I have a handful of clients in the Milwaukee area that are kind of all over the place, a couple in the fitness, a couple in chiropractic. And then I have one lady who does custom home building, which is kind of the wild card there. Right. But then primarily I do my, if I had to call it a niche, it's chiropractic. And that's who I really primarily work with throughout the whole country. I run a Facebook group that has a bunch of chiropractors in there. I add a bunch of value to those chiropractors, teach them how to do marketing themselves. And by default, some of them don't want to do it and they ask me to work with them. What's the name of that Facebook group? So It's called Chiropractic Marketing Secrets on Facebook. Okay. And it's really, like I said, it's a group full of chiros. There's about just shy of 200 folks in there right now. Um, I just started the group in January 1. Um, so I just try and stay pretty active in there, providing as much front end value as possible and just giving people the strategies to do their own marketing. But then by default, you know, that translates to business on the back end as well. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, I mean, take us, take us through the process of, you know, how you work with a company and identifying that, you know, chiropractic, let's stick with the, the chiros sure. and, you know, and how they, you know, need the direct marketing and what does that look like? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I talked a little bit about brand marketing and direct response marketing. So most chiropractic offices will benefit very heavily from 
and this is true for any B2C, any company that's, you know, probably doing under 50 million is that it's, it makes sense to generate a list of names, whether that's name, phone number, and email for them, the sales team or the owner to then call on and get them in the door. So for a chiropractor is you can convert cold traffic, meaning you can run a Facebook ad to just anyone in their area. And as long as your offer is good and people will, people will bite on it. Right. So as long as a chiropractor packages up some sort of deal saying, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z for this price. And that price is reasonable. Then people around their local area will actually sign up on that ad. They will give them their name, their phone number and email. And then, then that chiropractor will be able to call on them and ultimately translate them into a new patient. Right. But the process is kind of like, number one, figure out where their struggles are. I mean, we kind of look at it. There's really three good parts to any direct response marketing campaign successful. That's lead generation, lead nurture, and um, sales and, and accountability. So I call it lead generation, lead nurture, and accountability because the lead nurture is also the sales part. So generating names, which is on our part working those names, meaning sending those people names or sending those people email, sending them texts, sending, giving them phone calls to convert them to come into the office. And then ultimately, then the, then the practitioner has an opportunity and the business owner has an opportunity to close them as a new patient. And then we hold their hand along the way. So we do weekly accountability checks, um, making sure their sales are going well, making sure the leads are converting, make sure they're doing everything they need to do in order to get results. Because ultimately, my business doesn't grow unless their business grows. No doubt. What do you see are the biggest challenges that, also put it two-part, yeah. that the, the chiropractors have in generating leads and the biggest challenges that you have getting leads for them? Sure. Um, well, it's funny because when I first started my agency, um, I sucked. Yeah, I couldn't generate leads to save my life. And that's <laughs> the, and so I lost clients because I just flat out sucked. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the name of the game, right? So the biggest hurdle, um, one is probably first and foremost is the follow-up game. So how persistent are you on the follow-up? I mean, um, you know, statistically, the, you know, 80% of the sales are maybe between seven and 12 touches. Um, so I teach that very heavily. When I onboard people, I drill that into their head that like, hey, just because you made a phone call doesn't mean anything. Um, don't get discouraged if you don't get a, you know, get an answer on the first phone call. So I would say like follow-up is definitely the big thing. The biggest gap that we've had to bridge just in terms of like framing the right mindset for them um, in terms of follow-up. And then... Um, the coaching part is usually pretty easy. We meet we meet uh, once a week for a half hour to hold them accountable, and that's pretty much to hold them accountable on the follow-up. And then the second part that's hard, so the first part is the follow-up is definitely tough to instill. And then the second part is getting, getting them to understand that they have to offer something for a discounted rate to win business from people that don't know them, right? So we usually do somewhere of an offer anywhere between the $20 and $50 range, depending on the client. Um, but a lot of times, like if somebody were to walk in off the street, they'd be charging 175 bucks for what we're offering as an ad, you know? So they're like, well, I'm not going to discount my service, this, that, and the other. I'm like, look, you're discounting it because you're winning business from people that don't know you. Like the, every business in the world offers some sort of special or, or offering to win new clients. Like you're no different. I know you're like, I know you're a doctor, but like there's, it's no, you're no different, right? We have to earn business. So that's what the probably the two biggest challenges, like getting them to actually do the offer and then getting them to actually follow up like accordingly. Okay. So what you said, you said you sucked when you started, right? Yeah, terrible. All right. So what would you change? Um, I guess probably not going for as many businesses. Um, I, you know, I did suck and I, I sucked in the fitness. I sucked in chiropractic. And 
what I would change right away, looking back, um, looking back, giving myself, you know, two year old, two years ago, I give myself advice, right? It's uh, you have to, I always got to look back. Man. In, yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, one, don't try and be in every niche cause it's not possible. And two, find out, figure out what's, who's already doing it. And then just start kind of like, like piggybacking off them. Right. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, there's so much going on out here. Like you don't always have to be the innovator. You can literally just be like, find something that's already working. And then as long as your numbers are within reason, then you can scale it by not just consent. You don't need to be continuously innovating. You know what I mean? So find what's already working and then continue to do that just at a bigger scale. So when you're doing these, these you're doing Facebook ads mm-hmm. and um, uh, Instagram ads, I want to assume. I do some Instagram. Instagram works decent for fitness. I, have, I haven't had as much success with it on um, the Cairo space. Sure. I think you can do it. Um, but I've, I've also noticed that lead quality tends to be a little bit lower on Instagram. I think it's, um, yeah. But like and I said. It, and I, I kind of figured it out, too, is like, you know, go where your tribe is. Yeah. You know, when you're doing your marketing, any type of your marketing is figuring out, you know, you have so many different media, social media platforms out there is to really figure out where do your clients, your potential new customers hang out and go that exactly. direction versus just saturating everything and spending a lot of money, not getting anything for it. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we found for is true for like our business and the chiropractor's business is that like, you know, a lot of people are going to go to the chiropractor probably between the ages of 25 and 65. What And, you know, so that demographic is really, really big on Facebook. Facebook has the biggest demographic in general, but they're big on Facebook. And then I would say for like, I think that's why like, um, we do like our outreach. We do like a lot of our own personal marketing for our business. A lot of chiropractors like to hang out on Instagram, but it doesn't mean we are going to market for their business on Instagram. So we do a lot of personal marketing on there, but not as much for our clients. Okay. And let's see here. What do we got? What do you got? So, all right. What are some of your day-to-day practices that uh, contribute to your ongoing success and happiness? Yeah, that's actually a really, really fundamental. I love that question, actually. Um, I would say for me, I, when I when I was younger, I was not into reading. I hated reading. I never wanted to read ever. When you were younger, how old are you, man? Uh, 26. All right. You're not old yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> when I, when I, yeah, right, right, right. so when I was, I, let me refrain. I, I, I had to give you shit, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, 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 no. I love that. I love that. That was well done. Um, I would say like when I was in school, um, you know, been like high school and even in college, I hated reading. I was, I, like, you I, know, I was, I was the same way. Don't want to read. Same way. And you, are, you, are you reading now? I read now. And you, what, what books are you reading right now? Uh, man, I'm pretty deep into, I'm real big into Dan Kennedy. Dan okay. Kennedy was yeah. like an, oh, you know, Dan Kennedy, OG over, direct response yep, marketer. All his books. Oh, he's a monster. The no BS inner circle. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really deep into him right now. Um, there's a guy that I follow. Almost religiously, you know, when I first got in the business, uh, and I think everybody who listened, who's into business can say, relate to this is I, I first started following Gary V. Really oh, no heavily. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was big into Gary V. You know, I, Gary V was like arguably like my religion from about 2014 to probably late 2017. Um, I don't consume as much of his stuff anymore just because it's kind of like you've heard his message at this point. Um, but I, there's a guy I'm following now that I followed probably as hard as I followed Gary V. And his name's Alex Hermosi. Um, he runs a company called Gym Launch, and he's basically like he took he owned like six gyms, and he basically ended up like transforming his company into a company called Gym Launch, and they literally help other gym owners like launch their gym. And he's just like a straight up like he's a beast mode like marketer. He's a beast mode sales guy. Ended up growing his company from zero to fifty million in twenty months. 
um, with him and his wife. And he's just like super like been really, really foundational for like the marketing principles that I've applied and just like the mindset that I've applied to the direct response for not only Kairos, but then also like fitness and stuff like that. Yeah, um, so he's really good. Alex from Ozzy, he's, he's like someone I'm following. Is he really, he has a book called uh, Gym Launch Secrets, which is like a 400 page Bible on like direct response marketing. It's niche towards gyms, but like any business can benefit from it. If you guys like books, I host an event every third Thursday at Bar Louie in Brookfield called Books, Beer, and Networking for the month of, uh, where are we, March? It's the compound effect, and then uh, April is mastery. We meet um, every month. This is our second season, and it's great if you like to read. And I encourage people because I hear too many people come out of college and high school, they think they know everything. <laughs> so true. And they never pick up another damn book. Yeah. You know, that's, their, their ego gets in the way a little. It's so stupid. You yeah. spend all the money, you go to school, and they don't pick up another book for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's the straight up truth. Then, you right. know, so I think reading has contributed to like my happiness now because it's just like inner peace. I also do a lot of like meditation. Um, I stay with, on my workout game pretty hard. Just, no matter how like intense the day gets, just trying to like, like go clear tough, your mind. Man. You know, that's tough. I, I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm it, working on it. It is tough. Like, to... I got I got most of my morning routine down. I'm about eighty percent there. And I'm this morning. I'm sitting here going, okay. I did my reading. I did my journaling. I got up early. I'm <laughs> like. Shit, I gotta work out. <laughs> that's, a t- that's a tough one, huh? That's a tough one for yeah. me. And I used to be just like, you know, I just that was like the go-to. But now that the uh, the spring is here and it's getting warmer outside, I like to go outdoors and work out. So yeah. it's like that. That that you that do a lot winter. of running. Yeah, running, walking, stairs, sure. hill climbs, and yeah. stuff like that. That stuff I get into. That's nice, and it's nice to be outside too, because you get that just like that breath of fresh air. When oh, you're in the winter, and you're all tough. tied up in the gray area out there. You don't want any of that. I don't you want know? none of that shit. No, yeah, I don't want none of that. No, no, all no. right. So I'm gonna just do a quick plug for my sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Uh, the corporate organizer, CRM and more. This is an incredible tool. I use it here on Local First Podcast, keeping up to date with all my contacts and more. Think possibilities, think exacta. So what else is going on? I mean, you're working with chiropractors, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the, was it the chiropractor marketing secrets on Facebook? Did I say yeah, that right? Yeah, you got it. Yep. All right. That's very cool. So, you know, is it um, free to get on there? Yeah. It is. Oh, I mean, you can request to join the group. You can find it if you just search it and then you can hop in on there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I teach like it's, it's, it's geared towards chiropractors, but like it can be applicable to anybody. Um, really like, that's what I like about direct response is that like when I first started doing marketing, I thought it was all luck. You know, I literally, I'm like, this is all luck, man. Like this is all based on like if Facebook wants to actually like give us results or whatever, but like you learn that like over time, number one, it's not luck at all, really. And number two, you learn that like once you get good at it for one business, it's easy to take like these little concepts and twist them into other businesses, right? Yeah. And so like, you know, just some of the strategies that you find for, you know, some of the strategies that I've used for a custom home builder, I've been able to use for, you know, a business that I have in Madison, which is uh, like um, they do in-home care, you know? So like two businesses that are not custom home builder, in-home care. Not dissimilar at all, but you take these principles that you learn, you take some of the tactics that have worked in one space and you apply them in another. Sometimes, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, you know? So a lot of the front end is just like kind of like testing until you get good, you know? Okay. All right. That's cool. I love that. So how, what are the other ways that the listeners can connect with you? Yeah. Other than Facebook, I mean, your website, yeah, whatever, whatever content or, you know, you want to give out to them? Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm pretty prominent on LinkedIn. I try and post on there at least two, three times a week. Um, so it's just Jeff Van Campen on LinkedIn. Um, 
usually have, I think it's easy to find. I have actually like a red heart next to my name. So it's Jeff Van Cam with the red heart. And then I'm also on Instagram, which is just at Jeff VK. Otherwise, if you want to visit, like I said, feel free to visit Chiropractic Marketing Secrets. That's a Facebook group. Otherwise, just shoot me an email, jeff at uvkmedia.com. And I'm happy to have a conversation. And although I'm niched in chiropractic and fitness, um, if you have any direct response marketing tactics or tactics questions per se, or any marketing like questions in general, I'm happy to have that conversation and point you in the right direction. Very cool. All right. I appreciate your time here. So before we get into this next seb- segment, which we're going to do is some rapid fire questions and have some fun with you, Jeff. Absolutely. All right, man. You get to ask me one question, any question that you want, and I'll do my best to answer it. I love it. All right. Um, let's think. You put me on the spot a little bit here. So. What is your actual, what, what's your perfect, like background and how did that translate into you starting a podcast? Absolutely none. none. Nothing related to it? Nothing related to it. I grew up as a tool and die maker. Um, no I've, done, I've done just about everything from being in the army to a machinist, to sales, to telemarketing, real estate and everything in between. Wow. So this was not in anywhere in the realm of like five years ago, hey, I want to be a podcaster and share stories with everybody and connect businesses all over the world. Yeah. What do you mean a clue? Wasn't even in the works though. I was like, I belong to a, um, a coaching group that taught content writing. Yeah. And they had this one arm, which was the podcasting piece of it. Sure. Which I loved, but they didn't really do a whole lot with it. Mm-hmm. And they were all about writing. And I'm not a big fan of writing. Sure, I, I, sure. I, I can open my mouth and things come out. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I try to journal every morning. So it's like, sure. So it's never been my strong suit, but I'm, I'm constantly working on my journaling and my writing and stuff like that. But I have a passion for sitting down with individuals like yourself across and learning their story and being able to share that story with the world. Sure. You know, it's just, it's so much more personable and the power of podcasting that's out there is just so huge. And the amount of like, you can just get into like that deep flow. It's, it yeah, becomes yeah. more than like a service level 60 second piece of content. It's like an actual deep conversation where we can go down ultimately kind of like a rabbit hole. To oh, get no doubt. More, and you know? it's, it's, it's more, it's for me, it's more emotional. It's in your ears. You can, you know, listen to it anytime you want. You can multitask, you can be at work, you can be exercising and in yeah. the yard, man. True. And you could be in your car going on a way to work or something like that and listening to it. So and you can always, and there's so much out there. You know, if you don't get something out of this this show, go on to the next one or go find someone else that right. you have an affiliation with and listen to them. That's really well said. So then I guess my qu- very quick follow-up question to that is like, what was your kind of epiphany moment to get into podcasting? Oh, I, I just, I, I don't, I just, when I see something I like and I do, I, just I, just, it. I just hit it hundred miles an hour, regardless of whether it's good, bad or whatever, Love it, love you it. know, so I'm over, you know, hundred plus episodes. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'm getting better over time. You know, sure, yeah, I yeah, used, yeah. you know, this nice studio see here is like, I used to be in a basement over on 57th and North Avenue, you know, now, <laughs> sure. you know, you know, now I got this nice studio yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got an balling out here in uh, Brookfield. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely leveling up in the podcast world, yeah, my no, man. Yeah, Absolutely, uh, no doubt. So, all, all right. right, I appreciate that. So it's my turn. We're just going to go through some rep fire questions, and we'll just see some things in here, and uh, we'll see what happens. Oh uh, my goodness, let's see here. Do you wear socks with your sandals? Uh, I do not. No, <laughs> I had to think about that. I don't wear a whole lot of sandals, but yeah, if I did wear them, I would not be wearing sure. socks. I don't oh, want to be that guy. Okay. I am that guy. Oh, you so are I'm, that guy. I don't give a shit, man. All right. I'm, I'm All at right. that age. I don't care. You're at that fucking age. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Okay. That was an easy one. Do you want to live forever? 
No. No. I don't. All right. So you, you, you exercise. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Oh, man. You know, I, I'm kind of framed that like my whole lower half isn't too heavy. So I could probably do like 20 to 22 in a row there if I really go. go in on it. All right. I don't know if I can do more than that, though. Like, All right. He's he's using a chair, guys. Don't give him that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> forgot to mention that part, dude. I got the uh, assistant got with the me. Assistant with yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Uh, Godfather or Star Wars? Oh, Star Wars, man. Really? That's a tough, that's a really tough, that's tough question. One. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm more of the Godfather fan. I was like, I, I got lost in the Star Wars movies and it was just. I mean, I think me. that's like, yeah, that's, that's the truth too. For one, if it was one movie, it'd be the Godfather, but this, this whole storyline of Star, Star Wars yeah. is insane. I suppose I've just, I haven't got into it. All right. So let's see here. Are rats cute? Wow. That's a lot. I haven't ever asked. No, rats, rats are not cute. cute. Let me tell you why rats are not cute. Cause I had rats. At one point, for a very short period of time, I had a rat in my house, and it was terrible. It got, it got to the point so bad where we had to evacuate one of the rooms of the house because the landlord was such a POS that he didn't do anything about it. So they're I, hard to get rid of, dude. They are persistent, and they, like uh, I said, they, they learn. Yeah, they do. You kill they one, do. and they tell their friends, "Hey, don't dude, do that." Dude, we ended up having to kill the rat, man. Like the exterminator guy that came over, that guy was a joke, man. He didn't do anything actually. So we ended up like killing this rat. It was really actually a pretty funny scenario, but it was kind of stressful at the same time. All right, so that's how we're gonna end the show today. Uh, well, it. We were killing rats. Uh, yeah, killing yeah, rats, Jeff is man. killing rats in his apartment because his POS landlord wouldn't do it for him. Did you charge him? I do it. I should, man. He should charge him. I should have got that. I should have got the remaining the remaining duration of my rent for free. But, you you know? don't doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Jeff, I appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate it. And Robert. one more time, let people know how to connect with you. Yeah, probably easiest way to get a hold of me, uh, Jeff at UVK Media as an email. Um, UVKmedia.com. Otherwise, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. That's Jeff Van Campen. Two words, Van Campen with the heart at the end. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Appreciate you having me on me here, brother. No, no, no worries, man. I appreciate it. you. had a good show. Um, as always, guys, uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you share it with at least one of your friends. Let them know what's going on here on Look First Podcast. Uh, but you can find me, carry this conversation online. All you have to do is search in any platform, Local First Podcast. Thank you, guys. 